I'm Helen. And I'm Ali. This is Cars of the Macabre. Profanities guaranteed. Viewer discretion is advised. No, 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 you don't have to stop. Hey, Hells. Hey, Al's. We're back. We're back. It feels like it's been forever since we last recorded. Actually, it's only been a couple of weeks. Oh, at the minute, my um, idea of time, well, to be fair, it's not normally any good anyway, no. but I don't know what day it is. I don't know how long ago stuff was. I don't know if I'm going through something. Always. <laughs> oh, it's a full moon tonight. Uh, brilliant. Maybe it's that. It could be. It could be. What have you been up to? What have I been up to? Oh, it's been, it's been, I'm really good. Yay! Yeah. Um, so I, get this out there, I discharged myself from therapy. Yay! Yay, go me. Um, I got distinction in my uni work. Yay! At the end of um, this year's module. What else? Oh, and I think my car might be haunted. I mean, okay, you need to tell me more about this. So... I was at work and we parked down like a service yard thing and I was running a little bit late and there was a space on the side where I normally park, but I thought I finish at two today. I'm going to let someone who's here for a bit longer have that space. So I parked. So nice of you. I'm so considerate. You really are. (laughs) And then I, so I parked on the other side and because I was in such a rush, I forgot to put my wing mirror in. You know, it's just sort of a safety thing. Because it's a service yard, we get our deliveries through. Yeah. Um, like all the book deliveries. And I went out for a cigarette. And <laughs> it was raining, so I hopped it. I couldn't... The driver's side was sort of more against a wall, so I thought I'll just hop into the passenger side because it's easier. Yeah. And um, I noticed after I'd finished my cigarette, I got out and the wing mirror was pushed into the side and I was like oh I know I didn't do that shit something's kind of hit it and I when I looked at the wing mirror the entire casing had been taken off and I was like oh for fuck's sake when yeah. the deli- like the delivery drivers hit it and not said anything um I looked for the wing mirror like the casing couldn't see it anywhere and then I told my boss about it and he was on his way out um and then he came back up to the library and was like oh here's your wing mirror and it was like perfectly intact. So it's really weird because if it had been hit, it would have been scratched, cracked, cracked anything yeah. like that. Um, Gilbert inspected it a bit more. Like all the clips were fine, everything like that. And he just popped it straight back on. So, And you can't get it off without using a tool. And if you don't use a tool, you will break it. So, yeah, no, they're a pain in the arse on everything to get the outside of a wing mirror off. So I was just completely baffled. And then the day after, this one, I can kind of see what I may have done. But I honestly <laughs> thought it was haunted. I'd been at another library covering, went back to my normal library and finished my working day. We locked up. I went round to the service yard to get my car and a van's driving out and he goes oh is that your car I was like yeah and then when I looked both the windows were down the doors were unlocked now 
I'd locked it up. The windows were up. Everything. The do- you know, I always triple check because I'm one of those weirdos that has to triple check something's locked or unplugged. Blah blah blah. Fair blah. enough. Yeah. So the windows were down. The doors were unlocked. It was raining. So he tried to put a plastic bin back up to try and protect Aww. it, which was really sweet. Um, and then. Mark, I got home and told Mark about it, and he was like, "Did you have hold of the um, the unlock button or something for like a prolonged amount of time? Because your windows will come down." It's like, "No, they don't." And then, like, he demonstrated, "Yes, they yeah. do. You hold it down, they do just come down automatically." So I must have ha- been lent on it, or like my key or something like that, and done it. But yeah, I, I thought my car was or haunted. It's haunted, or it's haunted because that it is exciting yeah and I prefer saying that but I don't know how it could be haunted nobody's died in there Mm, I don't know maybe someone's just moved in maybe like a ghost around the place and gone I really like that car I mean it's a pretty nippy car it's an awesome car I love my car I drive a Vauxhall Adam Roxair Um, I'm not one for driving big big vehicles I, I did so in previous jobs I used to drive limousines and a hearse and a private ambulance and things like that but for me yeah, I feel much more comfortable in a little car. I feel like I can control it more. <laughs> I love your car. I love the colour of your car. Purple fiction. So, yeah, a ghost just moved in. Yeah. Well, That's the logical explanation. Obviously. It wouldn't Obviously. be anything else. Of course not. It wouldn't be my stupidity and leaning on a button at all. There's no such thing. No. Ghost. 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 What about you? What have you been up to? Well, do you know what? So, um, our last episode depending on when this goes out, we did an episode on urban legends, didn't we? Yes, that is out. That is out. <laughs> That's out. But I don't know when, in conjunction with this, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. It, just not. Yeah. Just not. <laughs> so on that, I mentioned as part of urban legends, you know, someone always knew someone whose lace, shoelace, had got caught in an escalator and then they'd got like sucked into the escalator. Have you found someone that happened to it happened to me. Oh, <laughs> when I was when I was in Romania, my lace, my shoelace got caught in a freaking escalator. Did you have a final destination moment? I was just like, oh my god, I'm becoming one of my urban legends. And my mum was with me, and we were trying to pull the lace the wrong way. I was like, no, this isn't going to help. And as it was pulling, it was getting tighter and tighter and tighter on my foot, and I was like, oh my god. I didn't think I was going to die, but I did think my trainer was going to get ruined. And they're my favourite Adidas trainers. So in the end, what I did was I pulled it the other way and got it out. But it was a scary couple of seconds because I was thinking, shit, I am going to become an urban legend. Helen Stanley, the woman, the myth, the urban legend. Yeah. So we were like, oh, no one's shoelaces get caught in escalators. They do. Mine did. So, you know. It happens. It does happen. It happened to me. Oh. You've got haunted car. I'm an urban legend. I love that. I mean, we are cars in the car, aren't we? Well, it goes with the territory. Yeah. Yeah. So that scared the life out of me. So now, when I go on an escalator, I have to jump. <laughs> so it looks crazy, but I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, I do not want to get my Adidas trainers caught in here again, because that just wouldn't do. And I don't want to die that way. That would suck. Yeah, that's not very glamorous. Well, there's no glamorous way to die, but you know what I mean? Like, oh, died by shoelace caught in escalator. That's a very final destination way to die. Oh, isn't it? Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting because I was like, it never happens. Yes, it does. (laughs) Of course it does. It happens to one of us. I've also decided when we haven't seen each other for a little while, we probably, when you come to my house or come to yours, we're not allowed to talk until we start recording because we catch up on everything. Yeah. And then... 
it all goes out of my head about what we need to catch up on when we start recording and having like our little business chats at the beginning. Exactly. Yeah. So we can't now talk. No, that's until that's we start weird. recording. Because we've caught up on everything. We spent hours just talking before this. <laughs> However, I have saved some stuff back. Oh. I actually I thought, oh, I'm going to save those catch-up things for on the podcast so that I have actually consciously oh, well saved done some you. stuff. That's really good for me because, oh, you know. Yeah. Whereas I've just became motor mouth. Yeah, no, I do that too. But there's some stuff I've kept back. Ooh. Exciting. I can't remember what it is. I actually had to write it down because my memory's so bad. I was thinking, right, what can I catch up on? This happened, this happened. So I still had to write it down. Oh. Well, that's fine. Then you don't forget. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, before we do get into anything, um, I would just like to shout out to our... We have a biggest fan. Yeah, I'm so excited. His name is Tom. He used to be Mark's boss. Um, he's a really good friend and he's absolutely fabulous. I've fucking love this man and he's literally our biggest um, biggest friend biggest fan every Tuesday upon release I will without fail have a voice message from him saying you guys are great I love the episode it was so much fun Um, this is the future blah 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 and it's just it makes my morning every Tuesday and I well so when we started doing this we said we're only ever going to do this because it's fun yeah we're doing it because we the subject matter is interesting to us Mm -hmm. because we're weird we all love each other. We're all a family. We're all best friends. And the fact, but the fact people are actually listening to it. It's like, insane. Oh my God. People are listening. So we, thank you. Absolutely. And we haven't had to bully or pay anyone for it. No. <laughs> There's been no death threats gone out. It's you amazing. Um, you know, and people, people are actually sending in things. Or have you considered doing this story and yeah. things like that? So, you know, people do want to hear from us. And it's amazing. People never want to hear from this me. Is a pure, I do. Well, apart from you, but... But this is a purely <laughs> selfish exercise. It oh, really is. Absolutely. And luckily, Goober is a genius, and so he can support this selfish exercise. Absolutely. But then people are actually listening, and it's doing quite well. So what we need to say is, please subscribe, set um, your podcast to download automatically so that when the new episodes come out it just automatically downloads because that would really help us and we want to do this more don't we oh absolutely we want it to grow we want it to expand um we've got ideas and stuff obviously it's in its infancy so we can't act on those yet but the more people are liking it and you know interested and involved um the bigger it can become so yeah do us please 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 if you do love it write a review, um, rate it, download, all of that good stuff. And, um, yeah, then we can, we'll keep it going. Yeah. And we're we're just, to be fair, I think even if we don't record it, let's just sit opposite each other in the future and just tell each other spooky stuff. Yeah. But it would be good if we can record it as well. Oh, definitely. Because then we can share the love. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. None of what I just said made sense. No, it did. But... That's okay. That did. So what are we talking about today? Today, right. So this episode, I think, is actually going to have to be in two parts. I'm excited about that. It's quite an in-depth one. Um, and, you know, there's a, lot, there's a lot of players involved and things like that. It was actually suggested by my friend Bethany to do it. She'd watched um, a documentary on it not too long ago. And she was like, oh, have you ever considered doing this? Because it all centres around a Range Rover. Oh, it's like a cracking idea. Yeah. So, yeah, I went ahead, did the research, and here we are. And uh, this episode today is about the Essex Boys murders, or the Range Rover murders, or the Rettenden murders. 
So it's got three names. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that. And I know very little about this, so I'm as excited as anyone. Yeah, I literally knew nothing. So it brand new territory for me. Uh, so December 1995, located along a discreet but not such a secluded farm track uh, next to the A130 at Rettenden, Essex, three men were discovered inside a Range Rover. They'd all been fatally shot. But who were they and why had they been killed? So it is about to get complicated. Oh, this... God. <laughs> it's a good job I've had loads of coffee today, isn't it? You might get lost along the way. I, I know I was getting lost along the way, that kind of thing. But the shit runs deep and there are sort of multiple theories as to why and how these guys met their grisly end. Um, the victims were identified as violent drug dealers and leading members of the notorious Essex Boys gang. Now, one of the theories behind the death you may recognise because it was a big thing that was reported on when it happened, like one of the things that may have led to them dying. Okay. Um, but turned out it wasn't. Okay. I've just ruined it. I'm sorry. Can I ask a question really Go quickly? On. No animals die in this, do they? No. Thank God for that. <laughs> so uh, Ken Jiggins and his his friend Peter Theobald, they were on their way to feed 800 pheasants. <laughs> just, just such a random thing. To be fair, right, this is very clearly a British podcast. We are very British. We talk about fish and chips a lot, but actually the vegan sort. And I live amongst a lot of pheasants because I live on a farm. So yeah, this and we're is in the arse end of nowhere and we get yeah. a lot of pheasants. <laughs> yeah. So... They were on the way to feed 800 pheasants um, when they noticed a metallic blue Range Rover parked in front of a locked gate that led to a pond near a shooting range. Now, at first, um, only the two men in the front of the Range Rover were visible. And initially, um, Ken and Peter thought that they'd be sleeping, or that they were sleeping and yeah. that they were potentially poachers. And then they soon determined that actually they were deceased. Oh my gosh. Peter Theobald then realised there was a third man situated in the back of the Range Rover. Um, the driver still had his hands on the steering wheel. Oh, my God. Theobald ran the shooting range, hence the feeding of the 800 pheasants. Yep. Um, and so was au fait with firearms, so to speak. He clocked um, behind the driver's ear a two-inch entry wound um, that exited out of his mouth and that blood was seeping out of the car. So they obviously called the police, the police descended, and they discovered all three men had been shot twice in the head oh my at close range with a three-round pump-action 12-bore shotgun. So that's like a... Proper fucking... I think, like, yeah. Um, lock stock oh, situation. Shoot out. Uh, the front seat passenger had suffered the worst of the blast to the head. His face was partly obliterated, and he, he couldn't be recognised. Ew. Uh, the backseat passenger also received an additional gunshot wound to the abdomen. So it's possible, because he was in the back, he obviously saw what was happening. Mm -hmm. He quickly got shot, and then they shot him twice in the head, that kind of thing. Right, okay. I think. So on the surface, it kind of looked just like a cold-blooded execution, gangland thing, you know, reprisal, etc. Turf in a wars. Very cool Range Rover. Very cool Range this Rover. This is literally so this is when the Range Rovers were really boxy. And if I was gonna have a Range Rover, I'd have one of these. Yeah, so I think it was a nineteen eighty eight three and a half litre um Voges E. Voges E, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, I'm gonna it's get one of those collection like your, when I'm older. Your rich mums driving around in no, now. No, that's a that's a proper car, that is. Yeah. Nice. 
And as I was going on to earlier, which you probably didn't care about, if you can find a two-door one of these, it is the absolute bomb. That's what you want is the two-door. Mm-hmm. That is that's fucking cool. That's boxy as fuck, and it's really awesome. I know, obviously, people were killed in it, and I'm very sorry about that, but it is a very cool car. I don't know if you'll be too sorry once you find out who they are. Okay. I mean... Yeah. Oh, look how cool they are. We'll get one of them. I want one in that blue colour. <laughs> so I'm going to completely go off piece, but it's about these Land Rovers, uh, Range Rovers even. So when they first launched the Range Rover, it was in a two-door and everything was made so you could hose it out. Oh. So it, Because it was really made for farmers, outdoor, yeah. da-da-da. So it was made so you could ho- hose the whole thing out and then carry on. Oh, brilliant. There we go. Hmm. Nice. It was only through fingerprint analysis that the men were able to be identified. And then it transpired that they were very well known to law enforcement. Oh. Craig Rolfe was the driver, his boss Tony Tucker the front seat passenger, and in the back was Pat Tate. They were known drug dealers and criminals, so gangland reprisal would not have been a theory to dismiss, um, nor the belief that it was a professional hit. Right, okay. Okay. Um, they, They made the living through criminal activity. Okay. It was suspected that they'd been summoned to a meeting down the uh, the farm track, which was co- it's called Workhouse Lane, um, by someone that they trusted. Right. Uh, the guys, they were unarmed, which was weird because apparently Pat Tate never travelled anywhere without a gun. There was also a pond nearby that was often used by drug smugglers to hide stashes under the water. So the location was probably known to the men already oh. as well. Yeah. So it was quite a popular one for courting couples ah dogging mm, that was my thought um but it's so it, like i said it, it's it's discreet but it's not completely closed off i get you yeah uh now pat tate ds ivan dibley believed that tate was the actual target um and the post-mortem showed that well the the toxicology test showed that he had cocaine heroin cannabis and steroids in his system he was this giant bodybuilder, so yeah, like he was a shit brick house of a man. Big lad, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, six weeks previously, Tate had just been released from prison. He also had an extensive criminal record, drug offences, armed robbery, absconding from a Billericay courthouse. Uh, after that, he made his way to Spain, and it was when he tried to get into Gibraltar that he was caught and um, arrested and... Yeah, so he got extradited back when he tried to go to Gibraltar, back to the UK. So after Tate made parole, an attempt was made on his life. A hitman hurled a brick through, I think it was his bathroom window, and then shot him in the arm. Whilst he was at hospital, (laughs) the the audacity of this man, staff discovered a stash of drugs and a handgun hidden beneath his pillow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I can understand him having a handgun in case someone else tries to make an attempt on his life. Yeah. Why has he got drugs in the hospital? Oh, I don't know. Honestly, these these guys are like the epitome of Essex gangster. <laughs> it just sounds 90s like Essex gangster. the plot of a movie. It really does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and because of that, his licence was revoked and he was sent back to prison. Well, you can see why, can't you? Well, absolutely. Tate actually owned a second-hand car business. Okay. Uh, And whilst he was locked up, Tony Tucker, who was also one of the victims, um, sort of looked after it for him. Tony Tucker. That's a a proper gangster name. Tony Tucker. Okay. Awesome. Upon Tate's release, Tucker gave him a job helping him run his drugs franchise operation. 
Um, I love how that makes it sound like it's some sort of restaurant. Like, <laughs> drugs franchise operation. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, keep getting yourself into trouble. It's fine. Um, Tate's mother describes him as a liability, often on drugs, paranoid and unpredictable. So the guy was addled. Yeah. Like, constantly full of drugs in his system, that kind of thing. Like, yeah. Um, he was a big, nasty bastard. I mean, it's scary as fuck. Apparently they all, you know, just very violent men, used intimidation, that sort of thing. This is, It's so weird. We've said this before, like, we get really desensitised by the fact that we watch so many movies. To, I, I just feel like, so Goober has got all the pictures of them on the screen. Ali, you're obviously telling me about, I just feel like this is a movie we're talking about. Mm. But the shit actually happens. Mm, that's crazy. It's kind of mental. Oh, my God. Sorry, there's just a... Uh, Cuba's just brought up a... Mortuary photo. Mortuary photo, which I didn't need to see. Thanks, Coop. <laughs> Sleep tight. Um, <laughs> so the night before the murder... Um, honestly, this just, again, this is probably roid rage on Tate's behalf uh, and the fact he was a nasty bastard. The night before um, the murders... Tate called a pizza company and he was so aggressive on the phone that the manager, a 20-year-old man named Ryan, terminated the phone call. Oh. But who should arrive at the pizza place with guns blazing? <gasps> Tate. He smashed the till against a wall, punched Ryan, and then smashed his head into a glass plate. But because of who they were, the nature of them, Ryan refused to press charges. Uh, this is the thing. They always get away with it. But it's because you fear for your life. Yeah. With people like that. Yeah. One associate of Tate's is quoted as saying, a room would darken when he entered it. Fucking So hell. that's without even saying anything, just his presence would be like, <laughs> I wonder if he was friends with Lucifer. Maybe. I reckon there must have been a connection there somewhere. Could have been. Craig Rolfe was the driver. He was thought to be the first to die. He was a small-time criminal with a cocaine dependency, so straight away... It's like, okay, these are the guys that run in the show. Let's get in with him. Yeah. I'm always going to be okay. I'm always going to have a supply. He was essentially the driver and the muscle for his boss, Tony Tucker. Um, and he was always happy to use violence if required. I'm scared of all of these people. You don't need to be. They're dead. No, but I'm still scared. Okay. I mean, they might still have associates about. Well, exactly. Uh, it was a long time. Yeah, but still. Yeah. There's, there's, that's what there's really probably scares bigger me. and harder people now, to be fair. Gangs and aliens. Aliens? Yeah, because you can do fuck all about that and you can do fuck all about gangs. <laughs> Cooper's ears pricked up when he said aliens. He loves talking about aliens. Oh, it scares the living bejesus out of me, aliens. It's the only way he can really get under his sister's skin. It's hilarious. I'll have to, he, he'll have to share the story. Um, they, I think, were you going to a football match and you were on the train? And um, they start talking about aliens and M was just getting so freaking annoyed with him. It's, it's a funny story, but because he doesn't have a mic, he can't share. Would you like to share this one? No. Okay. So she, is M a non-believer? Or uh, a believer? No, non-believer. And Goobs is a believer? Yes. Yeah. See, yeah. I'm a believer. That's why I'm scared of them. Mm. It's so funny, though, because even now, how many years after? A lot of years after, 
bring up that conversation and then still gets really pissy about it. Right, next time she's over, I'm just going <laughs> to chuck it out there and see what happens. And so, aliens, she'll be like, no, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, aliens, because there's fuck all you can do about that situation, and scary gangsters, because there's fuck all you can do about that situation. Yeah, you're entirely right. Yeah, like, that is really scary. Yeah, no. Rolf was also a keen motorist. Uh, he always had different cars on his driveway, kind of like a car dealer, but that then led to rumours he was involved in stealing cars as well as selling drugs. And it was through his addiction that he obviously became acquainted with the other Essex boys. Yeah. Tony Tucker, the front seat passenger, was a very violent man. He ran a lucrative security business that provided bounces for clubs around Essex and East London. He once worked as a minder for the ex-WBC super middleweight boxing champ, Nigel Benn. Wow. And it was through his work with Nigel Benn that he had access to celebrities, which helped to expand his business. Uh, okay. Throughout their, well, through all of their criminal activities, all three men gained plenty of enemies. Naturally. Yeah. That's going to happen. Yeah. Turf wars, territory. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing. Um who's sort of the bigger runner, that yeah, kind of Yeah, absolutely. Thing. So why were they killed, Helen? I, I don't know, mate. Any thoughts? Do you have any thoughts? Um, I mean, I literally don't know anything about this. It To me, it sounds like the fact they went somewhere they knew and they weren't armed makes me think it was an inside job. Mm. It was possibly someone they trusted. I don't know. This Honestly, this is this whole thing is just like, mind-blowing because it is so scary and the fact it's real is just like right so i'm going to get into a few theories now okay um obviously we come to the truth at the end but you know i was just going to say to you is there some sort of conclusion to this (laughs) yes there is a conclusion um but yeah this is where it kind of gets a bit messy oh my god okay all right so there were loads of plausible lines of inquiry for the police to follow up yeah one was uh, Kevin Whisker, he was a 28-year-old who died from an apparent drug overdose in November of 1994. It was suspected that his death was related to a drug debt. Pat Tate's own mother alleged that he told her this when she visited him in hospital after Tate was shot in the arm. But on the 17th of November 1994, Whitaker disappeared from his parents' home having received phone calls from Craig Rolfe, the driver. Right. Yeah. 30 hours later, his body was discovered having been dumped by the side of a road. Oh, shit. He had puncture wounds all over his body, and because of this, the theory of his death being caused by a drug overdose was never disputed. Craig Rolfe, when he was called to give evidence, claimed that he had never known Whitaker. However, when presented with phone records proving communication between the two, he obviously retracted that statement. Oh, my goodness me. That made Whitaker's parents suspicious and it's also when Tate's mother began to make her allegations. So Tate's mum claimed that Tucker and Rolf injected Whitaker in the groin with ketamine, essentially paralysing him before administering lignocaine, which caused his death. What the hell's lignocaine? I haven't even heard of that. That I should have looked up, but I didn't. <laughs> That's all right, we can have Gilbert, a look now. Lignocaine. Lignocaine. I know what ketamine is. But I've never heard of Lignocaine. Special K. Special K. Local anaesthetics and antiarrhythmic drugs. Okay. Stop feeling Stop pain. pain. Uh, 
and restoring irregular and or rapid heartbeats to normal. Okay. That's so weird. I've never heard of that. Oh, did I get the name wrong? Oh, no, it is lignocaine because they've got their... Lidocaine is something different. Oh, no, no, it's also known as lignocaine. Oh, okay, there we go. Same thing. Same thing. Uh, It's the brand name of xylocaine, among others. The fact it's got cane in it is a bit like... "Ah." So... Produces death from ventricular fibrillation or cardiac arrest. Right, okay. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Well, that, that, that you know, any kind of drug overdose is going to play havoc with your heart. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, that's what it's going to do. Oh, well, there we go. Mrs. Tate believes that Pat was completely innocent and Whitaker's friends sought revenge by killing Tate and his associates. So that was one theory as to why they were killed. Right, okay. Police disagreed and held firm that Whitaker's death had no connection to the deaths of the Essex boys. I mean, the, the thing is, with, with, with this kind of thing, there could be so many possibilities. And it's not like, you know, th- these guys obviously made enemies, so quite a lot of people had motive, didn't they? Oh, yeah. You know. The motives are across the board. Board, yeah. Um, so anything could have been plausible. Um, So it would have taken a lot of work to sort of get to the heart of it all, really. It's just very sad. It is very sad. Like for the the people sort of involved in the theories, like the deaths that were... Also, everyone's got family, everyone's got friends, so there's going to be such a ripple effect. Mm. And I still am like, yeah, just feel like this is a movie. But it's also kind of like you're perhaps not getting any proper closure because, yes, like Whitaker... Whitaker's death was flagged as potentially something that then led to the deaths yeah. of Tate, Tucker and Rolf. But I don't know if it was ever proved that they killed him. Right, okay. So yeah. That, yeah, so there's, like you say, there's not proper closure. Exactly. On a separate note, like a completely separate note, I burnt my throat yesterday with scalding hot tomato juice. And I was like, why have I got a sore throat? Tomato juice from... from So I grilled some tomatoes. Oh, okay, right. You weren't just heating up no. tomatoes. No, and like <laughs> bit into it and it was still too hot and like it squirted lava into the back of my throat. Tomatoes do. They are dangerous and they are like the fiery depths of hell when they're hot. Yeah. I know that sounds random, but I was just thinking, why is it hurting when I swallow? And I was like, ah, shit. I can make a really terrible joke now, but I'm not going to. Tomato juice. (laughs) So a month before the Rettenden murders, on the this is the thing that I think you might recognise. Okay. You you might remember. Um, So on the 11th of November, 1995, 18-year-old schoolgirl Leah Betts. Do you know what? Sorry, I don't don't um, want to ruin your flow. But when Goobs brought up these photos... Leah Betts was on there and I thought to myself I was like I wonder if that's connected I wonder if it right okay yeah yeah, I know that very well I remember that very very well um, she was rushed to hospital having fallen into a coma four hours previously she had consumed an ecstasy tablet and down seven litres of water over a 90 minute period yeah that's mm, that's not good awful I, and I, I remember this happening I remember this being all over the news I remember you know, they really made an example of the fact that people need to see what happens yeah. if you take drugs and, you know, that they they plastered this everywhere. You couldn't actually get away from it. No, so um, five days after um, she'd fallen into a coma, her life support machine was switched off and that's when the British media used her death 
as an example of the dangers of illegal drugs, particularly ecstasy. Yep. Um, Because ecstasy was a huge thing in the 90s, wasn't it? Massive, yeah. Well, don't forget that. So, 95, that was, yeah, middle to early to middle 90s. You had a lot of people taking E on the rave scene, which was kind of like late 80s into 90s so yeah there was still a lot of it about then yeah see yeah. i was i was a child in the 90s so i wouldn't have it was been prob- aware of all of that yeah it was probably one of the more popular things going on in the older drug world yeah i think every drug has had its kind of time like to yeah, shine exactly, exactly. It, it, it's a terrible use of words no, there, but, it, but- it, it's the truth though and the thing the thing is with ecstasy it was v- like very much a case of all kinds of people were doing it it you know it's popping a pill, so you don't think what could happen mm. if you pop that pill. So them kind of highlighting all of this was it. It was quite extraordinary, actually. Yeah, I suppose it, it was one of the one good thing to come out of yeah, Leah's situation. Yeah, um, you know the drug thing being highlighted. Not enough is done about drugs, no, even to not. this day. But you know, it's more and more flagged up if you will yeah exactly and I think a lot of you know a lot of people with anything in life if they're doing something reckless that they think it's fun or whatever it's you know that, that generally you're not thinking of repercussions and what could happen no you're having a good time exactly and so this is very rarely flagged put up put in the media so yeah yeah people are, are just kind of left to their own devices these days whereas I suppose her age she's yeah. a young female um Something that just perhaps wasn't... Well, it wasn't really reported on. No, exactly. So this was a big deal. Yeah, so obviously the nation was completely shocked Mm -hmm. uh, by this. And the Essex police launched an inquiry to locate the suppliers, which they kind of did. Yeah. Uh, They were able to pinpoint Raquel's club in Basildon as the location where Leah had bought the tablet. It was suggested that Tucker's gang controlled the supply of ecstasy in the nightclub, leading to the theory that the murders of Tate, Rolf and Tucker were revenge for Leah's death. Wow. Okay, so I never knew that was connected and that is a very plausible Mm -hmm. reason for somebody to want to get rid of them and get revenge, isn't it? Exactly. Wow. So Leah's father, a former Met firearms officer, ran a clay pigeon shooting business. His guns were confiscated and he was brought in for questioning. So, again, you know, angry father. Yeah. My dad would have yeah. gunned for someone. Like, he would have gone for someone yeah. if I had been Leah in that position. Um, so you wouldn't you wouldn't blame a dad. And, no, you know, you having... You can see the connection with the firearms and things like that. Yeah, you know, knowledge. Wow. But, no, he... That was... Um, what's the word? Oh. Squashed. Quashed. Quashed. Yeah. So that that line of inquiry is quashed and he was let go. What's the difference between squashed and quashed? We don't we don't know. Um if you squash something but then you quash something. Both words are losing all meaning. To quash is reject as invalid. Past tense. Whereas squashing is your squashing. You are yeah, okay. There we go. I had to think. I was like, oh, my God, don't put me on the spot. Public public service announcement from Hells and Ali. Apparently, I know words as well. So that just makes me look like an idiot now. No, it doesn't. It makes me look like an idiot because I don't know what I'm saying any of the time. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so 
that theory, yeah, completely disbanded. Okay. Uh, on January 1st, 1996, Essex Police received information from a detective in Exeter claiming to have an underworld contact who they knew, who knew why Rolf Tate and Tucker were killed. Mm-hmm. The informant claims to have taken over their work after the murders and that they were shot because they owed £60,000, um, whether that was drug debt or, you know, to someone else that kind of thing see that se- that seems unlikely to me because if they're if they're kind of doing what they're doing I don't I don't seem I don't feel like they would get in debt I don't know yeah but it's all I mean I don't know what I'm talking about it's just yeah it's a case of I suppose you buy from someone with the aim to sell yeah to make a profit but then if you're okay. taking the drugs you're losing some of the profit maybe yeah, so £60,000 in 1995 is worth 1420 uh, No, no. £142,000. £142,244. <laughs> Why don't we round it up? Because that's 99p. £143,000. Grand, uh, no, £142,245. Okay. There we go. We got there in the end. I'm never going to say a number again because I can't. I'm allergic to the numbers. I apologise, but again, you would feel worse about it if you were in my head trying to figure out numbers. I don't do math. I don't do math. So it's worth more now? A hell of a lot more. Yeah, that was a lot of bloody money back in the 90s. Sorry, Gooba. You know about this about me. I can't speak. I definitely can't add up. You shouldn't be surprised anymore. (laughs) And the fact that, yeah... I mean, I know my stupidity never ceases to amaze, I suppose. Well, it's still funny, though. I can do other stuff. <laughs> like make my mummy says I'm good. <laughs> she won't. She doesn't think I'm good at anything. Oh, no, shush, hush. Um, <laughs> there were a ton of phone records that were connected with the murder inquiry. But again, this, I don't know what came of that one. But yeah. So many possibilities. So many possibilities. Wow. There were also claims from a Mrs. Millard. I don't know who Mrs. Millard is, if she's connected to anyone or anything. All right. Um, But she'd been staying with a friend, I think, and she'd overheard a man talking on the phone. Um, I don't know if she knew the man. I can't quite recall. But the conversation suggested he had knowledge of and or involvement with the murders. This is just like... A rabbit hole of possibilities, isn't it? It's almost sort of becoming Chinese whispers. Yes, very much, yep. On March the 1st, 1996, the man she had accused found out where she was staying and she went missing the same day. This is why you do... This is why gangsters are fucking scary. Don't get involved with gangsters or aliens. Always going to add aliens. Yeah. Um, her car was found on top of the cliffs at Battery Point in Portishead. Yeah. Near Bristol. Name of a very good band as well. Yes. <laughs> um, her shoes, handbag and car keys were locked inside the boot. That's weird. Nobody was found and so it remained a missing persons case. But her family were adamant that she did not complete suicide. I just... It, yeah. I mean, just fucking hell. I weren't lying when I said shit's going to get complicated. It, there's just so much involved in this. Yeah. I, I'd have had no idea. It, it was a huge, huge thing. And it it kind of gets bigger with how they try to f- catch the killers as well. This, I, see, this I, I keep forgetting, because a lot of stuff you listen to and watch, there's kind of no, not no conclusion, but there's just... Uh, 
questions and did they get the killers and blah, blah, blah. So the fact this is solved is, yeah, there's quite a lot to get my head around because I'm thinking, how the hell did they solve this? Yeah. It's a big case. A London-based gangster named Billy Jasper was arrested for armed robbery and after his arrest, he confessed that he was the real killer's getaway driver. He admitted to being paid £5,000 to drive a hitman known only as Mr D to the murder scene. Mr D, it starts to make me think of Reservoir Dogs. I know their colours and stuff, but it's just, you know, that whole... Again, it all comes back to films because we're completely desensitised and this this is so crazy. Snatch, Lockstock, all of those. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah, so Mr D, whoever Mr D was. uh, Jasper was never charged... um, Police believe the murders were linked to... At, well, so at this point, police believe the murders were linked to £500,000 worth of cannabis found in a farmer's pond in West Hanningfield, reportedly dropped from an aircraft. Now, £500,000 in the 90s is a lot of money. £500,000 in today's money equals... Drumroll, please. I'm not saying it because I can't numbers. Because <laughs> I can't numbers. I just can't numbers. One million one hundred eighty-five thousand three hundred seventy-four pounds and ninety-one pence in today's money. Well, first of all, that's alarming. Second of all, that's alarming because of the change in what that's worth from ninety-five. Yeah, because that doesn't even seem that long ago, but it was. But, that yeah. is a lot of Jeez. the devil's lettuce. Yes, that is a huge amount of weed. I can't even in my head. I'm conjuring. I'm trying to think. Like, if they were hiding it in a pond, how much would that look like? That's mad. The wow. Smell of weed, like just someone having a joint gives me a headache. That would just, I'd pass out (laughs) full on. Well, yeah, you'd think that, well, you can get smell through water. I wonder what they wrapped it in. Well, it's always wrapped in some sort of like cling film plastic stuff, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a drug dealer. Very interesting. Or, Yeah. yeah, it would have had to have been made to be watertight. Because, yeah, see, well, it's the only way it would survive. And then... You sell it on and gain a lot of money. You can kind of, I know this is going to sound really, really awful, but you can kind of see why people think, well, why people get into drug dealing because it earns a fortune. Yeah. The street values and things like that always change and always become more. And Life is, I'm sorry, but life is fucking hard. So, I, I yeah, I'm not condoning it, but I understand why people fucking do it. Yeah, it, it it's seen as like maybe a quick way of getting money, but then it's it's the people you get involved with. Yeah, that's the trouble. Yeah, and can I just reiterate? I am no way condoning any of this. No, no, but no. life is fucking hard. So I can see why people take people that just route. get stuck, don't they? They get involved yeah. with people. They think that they can't get out of it. That they have to just keep doing it, and then they get deeper and deeper into that kind of underworld. And then sometimes it just feels like they can't get out of it. Underworld is such a good description of. All of the scariness. Thanks. It just, yeah. This makes me feel like I'm going to have nightmares, actually. Like, this this really shits me up. Yeah. Uh, I well, think because it's so close to home, because it's Essex. It's it's real life. Yeah. And this shit still happens, but oh, yeah. it's not heard of it so much. And you've got things like county lines now, yeah. which is horrendous. And you've the, pl- the big plays are always changing. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, if that there is so much more to the story, so I think, yeah, we'll definitely go into a second episode with this one. The operation that was set up by the the police in a way to try and get how exciting! Yeah, they fucked up. 
I mean, fuck there seems royally. to be some sort of a pattern with yeah. nothing against the popo, but lots of fuckings up. Happening. I think more things happened back then that they wouldn't be able to get away with now. Yeah. If that makes sense yeah um well thank you for listening to this one please 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 tune in next week for part two of the essex boys murders hope you've enjoyed uh i have yeah (laughs) if no one else has at least helen has thank you this is fascinating i just yeah it's brilliant i didn't it's hard to know the words to say i don't mean it's brilliant don't get on at us about anything i it's just fascinating yeah it's like story time with ali yes maybe i should i'll get into librarian mode and just start like a once upon a time <laughs> oh my god if you did a story time with ali with like candles and coffee and do you know what you could do like yeah events i'd come to it would you it might just be me but that's fine i can drag goober along no he doesn't want to come no I'll bring the dogs. Yeah. Okay, cool. Reggie loves me. He'd sit on my lap. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, make sure you like, subscribe, leave a review, rate it. Please, please, please download. Um, we really want to hear your opinions, whether you like it. Even if you don't, let us know. We won't listen. But <laughs> <laughs> um, share, share, share some more. Get it across all the stations platforms all the things all of the things um tell your friends tell your mum tell your nan tell your cat just tell everyone we are cars and the carb and until next time no we no? would like to say a massive thank you to park lane studios oh, i'm really sorry it's because he's swearing at me. it's right. because i live with you i that's all right i just don't yeah. worry goobs i got your back Hell yes. Peace. <laughs> but we literally could not do this without without Park Lane Studios. And that's the reason we... The sound quality is professional, even if the content's not. But that's on us. Yeah. So, thank you. Yeah. But until next time, stay, stay spooky, spooky, bitches.